It's been five years. And when I hear his voice and I'm reminded what I've lost, I also remember all that God has done, all that that loss has created in my heart. And you might think this sounds crazy, but I can say thank you, God, for your goodness and your loving kindness and your mercy have met me every single day. In the last five years, there have been lots of bits and pieces from that storm that have continued. And I imagine they will probably continue for the rest of my life to wash up from time to time. I'm learning to embrace those times when the storms bring up the debris that I thought had settled. Because I have found that Jesus is right there with me. And he helps me pick those pieces up. And together we lay them out and we look at them and we collect them and we hold them close. And his comfort has been very real and very deep. But I have not come to talk about my storm Because the thing about it is, everybody has storms. And everybody's storm, though, all of ours are different, and they are unique, and they are particular, and they are personal to us. God takes and uses every single thing. Some storms include Adultery, some include abuse, some include addiction, some have included abortion, some include betrayal, some include denial, some include rejection, some are, are because of the choices that we have made and the things that we have done and we're living the consequences and some are things that have absolutely nothing to do with us. And yet we find ourselves caught in the middle of them. Everyone has storms. And although that seems to always take us by surprise and always find us a little bit caught off guard, we need to remind ourselves, particularly if you're here today and you are a Christ follower, you are a believer, I want to remind you that Jesus has given us a forecast. He has predicted that there will be storms. And the thing about that is that could sound very depressing if the weatherman came on every night and he said, okay, tomorrow we're going to have another storm. That seems very, very depressing, and it seems like bad news. But when Jesus gave us his prediction, he also gave us hope. He said, in me, you will have peace, but in the world, you will have trouble. But take heart, because I have overcome the world. 
So it's very clear in Jesus, if you are in him, if he is in you, he tells you, you can have peace. The storms may rage. The circumstances may be overwhelming. The waves may seem to be as high and as low and as deep and as dark and as wide as possible. But he says, I have overcome the world. That's good news. That's what the gospel is all about. Jesus wanted us to know that no matter what life gives to us, I heard it said recently, what life does to you depends on what life finds in you. So what is life finding in you? Is it finding you prepared? Is it finding you ready? See, God doesn't want us to be ill-equipped. He placed us in this world. He placed us here in a world of trouble. But he also equipped us. And church, what I want to tell you, you have the privilege, you have the opportunity, you have this day to begin to embrace all of the privileges and the and the supplies that God has given us to be able to withstand the trouble and the heartache and the disappointment and the suffering and the affliction and all of the sin that's in this world. He's given us Jesus and Jesus will never leave you or forsake you. So he is your Anchor, you sing about that. I think you've been singing it in every service now. Let that resonate deep within your heart. You have an anchor. And when that anchor has been set, you may toss and you may blow and you may rise and you may fall and you may feel as if you're going to swamp, but the anchor will hold because it's set in heaven. You have his word. He's given you a storm preparation in his word. And his word is what he wants you to know and where he wants to minister to you and how he wants to speak to you. God speaks to us today. God speaks since the cross from his word. And it's not good enough in a storm to just have pastor give you a word once a week Or to just flip on the radio, you have to begin to know how to take the word of God, ingest it into your innermost being, and allow it to feed you and strengthen you and grow you. The psalmist said, you sent your word, Lord, and you healed me. And I want to tell you, I am a witness. I am a testimony. The word of God is healing. He said it's healing to your bones. So the word, it's precious. It's organic. It works. It it stays alive. It's sharp. It's quick. It's 
it is absolutely necessary if you and I are going to be equipped and prepared. And as if that isn't enough, he gave us his Holy Spirit, his Holy Spirit to live within us, to guide us and lead us and teach us to be to activate faith within us, to grow us, to show us what does this mean and how does this apply to my life and what can I do with the Word of God. And the Holy Spirit, He will convict you of sin. He will give you grace. He will grow you to be more like Christ Jesus who is in you and will walk with you through your life storms. And no matter what, if you are here today, no matter what life has done to you, another supply you have. You have the body of Christ. You have this amazing place where you can come together and where you can minister to each other and be encouraged and be built up and be held accountable. You have a pastor and his wife. They love you. They're not here because they want to have a show. They're not here because they have nothing else to do. I listen to them talk about you and they love you. They love you because God called them here. You are part of a body and that body is one of your supplies and one of your your connections, when the winds of adversity and the storms of life threaten to sweep you away. You have prayer. You have the most amazing gift that has been given to you. The body comes together and prays. Your prayer partner, find a prayer partner, somebody that believes in the promises and the word of God and begin to pray together. And those are the things that God has given us so that when we have trouble in this world, we're ready. And I will tell you, for years I taught Bible study. For years I was in the word. For years and years. And when the storm hit... Oh, it was so hard, and it's still hard. I'm not diminishing, but God gave us emotions too, didn't he? He gave us feelings, but we don't live by feelings. We live by faith in the word of God. And if you don't know what he said, how are you going to have faith in it? How are you going to keep from feeling wiped out and abandoned Because he wants you to know that he is there for you. But if you're here, if you are even here today, I suspect that you have had some sort of life storm. And if you're not in it right now, you probably know someone who is. Maybe you're walking alongside someone right now. The woman at the first service told me, my good friend just lost her daughter a few weeks ago. I want to walk with her. I want to help her. I want to be an encouragement to her. See, that makes, if you've been through it, 
if you are supplied, if you are ready, then you are a survivor. You are a soul survivor. God has made you a survivor. But, you know, there's all kinds of of survivors. You can watch them on television. They come in all shapes and forms. And they come through to the end in all sorts of different um, ways at the end. They look, some of them look really, really bad. But they're survivors. I don't want to just survive. I don't want to drag myself through now until the Lord takes me home. I could live longer without James than I lived with James. I could live, yes, that's, I could live longer, yes, with him gone than I, than I lived with him. So, you know, I want to not just survive. This isn't time to waste. This isn't time to crawl in my hole and cover up my head. And whatever you have been through, God wants to use it. And God wants to show you that he is able. You are a survivor who can thrive with his power and with his strength. God has made you in order. This suffering is, it has a purpose. This suffering does not have to be wasted or pointless or useless or for ruin. God hasn't allowed whatever has come into your life to ruin you. He wants to use it to renew you and restore you. Our God is a redeemer. He takes what's lost. He takes what seems to be wasted. He takes what the world wants to tell you has ended it all. And he can breathe life and hope and health into it. Suffering has a purpose. And the purpose that one of the purposes I believe that God has for suffering is to stretch you. You know, when you are going to work out and you're going to go run or walk and you know you need to stretch first in order to really maximize your workout. But often we go, I don't have time for that. That takes too much time. i got to go. And the next thing you know, you've pulled something or you've stretched something out or you've done something and you're sidelined. God uses suffering as a stretching exercise. It stretches your heart. It stretches your faith. But it's not to sideline you, but it's to make you stronger, to make you have endurance, to help you grow so that he can use you. Did you know that the antidote for suffering is to serve? And I'm going to tell you where I got that because I looked at the example of Jesus hanging on the cross in agony and pain, physical pain that combined all the physical pain that has ever been on this earth. He took that in his body on the tree. All of the emotional and spiritual darkness and pain from sin, every sorrow, every sin, every consequence, every dark thing, he took it in his body as he hung on that cross in suffering. And when he was at his lowest point as a man, What did he do? He served the people around him. He looked up from that cross or he looked down and he saw his mother and he served her. One last time he said, woman, 
Behold your son. I know your heart's broken, mother. I know this is painful. But I have provided for you. He looked at the people all around him who had rejected him and so gladly punished him and brutally nailed him to a cross. See, you, you may be a person who is living under the circumstances that someone else did to you. You didn't deserve it. This really had nothing to do with you, but it was allowed And now you, like Jesus, have the opportunity, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Forgiveness. Forgiveness is when the innocent person is willing to take all the blame. That's what he did for us. And that's how he served us. And that's how he served the people at the foot of the cross. He looked at the thief next to him. He heard his heart. He hears your heart. The thief was desperate. The thief realized he had blown it in his life. The thief realized he deserved to be there. And he said, oh my God, remember me today when you get into paradise. And Jesus said, today, Today, you shall be with me in paradise. See, you may have blown it in your life up to this point. Praise God you're still here. Praise God he he drew you in here today. He's looking out with love and he's saying, I hear your heart. I know that you're crying out for me. Call on my name. I offer salvation that you can be with me in paradise. And his last act on the earth, he worshiped and he submitted his life to the hands of his father. And he said, it is finished. I have done, oh God, the work that you have called me here to do. I want to finish life. I want to be able to say, God, I blew it lots of times and I know I missed opportunities, but God, I did what you called me to do. The life storm was not to ruin me or strip me or render me useless I want to finish what you've given me to do. Oh, those storms, they take us places we never, ever imagined. My life today doesn't look anything like I thought it would. I never saw myself here doing something like this. I'm going to tell you, I never saw myself writing a book Ever. I had an English teacher in high school. If she were living and knew I had written a book, she would be like, I can't even believe that that happened. But God, God is the redeemer. God is the one who knows the plans and the purposes he has for you. 
And they are plans to prosper you and not to harm you. This storm is not to make a wreck out of your life or to ruin you. This storm is to give you hope and a future. You know, the suffering in our lives, it always has purpose. It's so difficult to get to that place where we will say, I know God didn't do this to me, but I know he will use it for me. So I just want to put that out there to you today. There's someone here who is probably in that place. If God loves me, why would he do this to me? But what he wants you to know is I am doing this for you or I am allowing this for you because I am going to show you my power. I am going to show you my glory. I am going to amaze you at what I will do in and through your life. So let me ask you this question this morning. Does your struggling and do your afflictions cause you to strive with God? And another way to look at that would maybe be, are you offended? Are you offended at the way God has chosen to work in your life? He knows, so there's no reason to, to hide it. You know, I had to ask, God, really, all those prayers I prayed? I prayed for James from the time he was a little boy. He was a, he was a handful. He was wide open, full on, always just a side of trouble. There was always something. God, I held on to that boy in prayer. I mean, prayed over him, prayed when he was there on site, prayed when he was off site, poured oil, asked for prayer. God knew I gave James to him. So I, what happened, Lord? Why did he have to die? Couldn't he have just been sick or, you know, couldn't, did we have to get this extreme Questions. You've got questions. God's not opposed to questions. Just ask him. Don't ask everybody else. Don't try to tell other people what God's doing in their lives. 